I knew it could kill me, but I never felt like it was going to. Mm-hmm. I felt like I just put it in God's hands, mm-hmm. and I really felt blessed. That's Mary Jo Chapel. She's my guest today on I Had Cancer. Thank you for tuning in to the I Had Cancer podcast, produced in partnership by iHeartRadio and Allegheny Health Network and hosted by Pittsburgh's Bonnie Diver, a cancer survivor and patient advocate for over 15 years. So today we have with us someone from up north, way up in the north, Prospect PA, Mary Jo. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. Good. So tell me a little bit about your story. You are a breast cancer survivor. Yes, I was diagnosed with triple negative grade 3 breast cancer on October 5th of 2017. Mm -hmm. And I was very quick on treatment. Mm -hmm. Uh, My doctor was Michael Cower, and he Mm -hmm. was very aggressive as well. And I went from diagnosis to chemo in 18 days. That's pretty quick to get an education, isn't it? Yes. And from like, scrape me up off the floor. Okay, where are we going next? Right. Yeah. And so triple negative breast cancer, I had estrogen positive breast cancer so it's almost like a completely different type of cancer so when someone says you have breast cancer there's so we find out there's so many other things that are involved yes right triple negative they call that the aggressive cancer right correct right because it grows very fast and unorganized right it's like whoa here it goes wait a minute i didn't know that was there had you been getting mammograms yes so I was scheduled to actually have my one-year mammogram, right. but I found that lump on the afternoon. It was in the afternoon on the weekend prior. I called, and I said to my husband, I'm going to go in. I'm going to call Monday morning, and I'm going to see if I can get in there. I'm due for the one year anyway. It's coming mm-hmm. up. Right. And they said, yes, come in immediately. Nice. So you did you have a 3D mammogram? I Do did. You, yes. Yeah. I had I had the um, 3D mammogram. Mm-hmm. I had the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And they said to me, this one looks suspicious. And now I had had fibroadenomas for decades. I had been going to AGH, to the breast center, for about 28 years. Wow. And and you, how old were you at this time? I was 46. Yeah. So you've been, ha- so like me, I, I was 46. Okay. When I had mine, which was, you know, I'm not even gonna tell you how many years, 16 <laughs> years ago. But I, I was getting my mammogram every year and was faithful on that. But I wasn't really doing a self exam. I was like, like, don't you think I was fine? The self-exam saved my life and yours. Right, right. Mm, And I I found it, you know, in the shower. And I thought, oh, my God, this wasn't here yesterday. Wow. That's how how fast. And I knew right away it was cancer uh, because I had had so many fibroadenomas. Which is this kind of lumpy breast, right? Right. Yeah, so kind of lumpy things. And they feel more rubbery. Yeah. You know, so when I felt this, this was really hard. The only difference was it was mobile. And I thought, well, it's mobile, so maybe it's a fibroadenoma, but it sure feels like cancer. It feels different. Wow. And I went in on October 4th. And These are the dates you remember. Those are the days you celebrate when you get to the next right. one. You celebrate cancer anniversaries, yes. right? That's right. 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 Okay. So I went in, and I had the mammogram done, and they said, it looks pretty suspicious. Would mm-hmm. you like to come back next week? Mm-hmm. I'd like to have you know, a biopsy done. And I said, no, I want to have that today. Good. And they said, well, you have to wait till 2 o'clock. And I said, well, then I'll wait till 2 I'm o'clock. I'm sitting down. Here we go. And we did the biopsy the same day. Yeah. And the very next day, Dr. Wickersham called. And he said, I'm sorry to tell you, mm. but you do have cancer. Isn't that like rocky world? Uh, I, 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 that's, I that's that conversation it. I will never forget. Yeah. Yeah. I expected it, but yet it's so different when you hear them say yeah. it, you know, yeah. than yeah. what's in your mind. It's and, like you feel like you have a bullseye on you. And he said, you know, I felt it yesterday. And you know, it was hard and there was that chance it was and it was a good chance, but you know, it wasn't anchored. Mm. So that looks pretty good. 
Yeah. You know, and so it's not like it's not deep into the rest of your of the your, chest of your, wall or yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly. And the way I describe triple negative to people is I say you, you cut the grass in the backyard and it's all short. And then the next morning there's a two foot weed that grows up in the middle of the night. It grows quickly, aggressively, but not necessarily really attached into the soil so you can pull it out. So that's why chemo is really important to do right away up front mm-hmm. because you can can attack it and shrink it get rid of it make it get smaller and see the results now is that what you did chemo first yes i did chemo first yep. actually my first reaction was well i want it out yes i get this bug right? off me i don't want this anymore so right. dr cower said no uh, i'm gonna suggest to you he was my surgeon i'm gonna mm. suggest that you have the chemo first he yeah. said and i know you don't want to hear that and i know you don't want to think of it yeah. in your body but i'm gonna suggest that do yeah. you have an oncologist and I said well I could use one that my mom used you know Mm. up in Butler and he said no no I want you to stay here Mm. this is more aggressive this is not that kind of cancer Mm -hmm. and I have the perfect person and Dr. Hilton does primarily breast only and 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 Dr. Hilton is a woman right she is and she's fabulous she is fabulous and he said (laughs) you can see her tomorrow Mm. or you can see her next week but you have to drive to see her tomorrow over to Robinson and I said put me in I'll see her tomorrow you bet and this is how fast it went, and it yeah. just really went in a matter of days. I couldn't get in to get my, you know, to get a my my cold looked at in a week. So right. look at this, right? So That's I mean, awesome. I went from October fifth, you know, October fourth, October fifth. I saw Doctor Cower the next Tuesday and Doctor Hilton on Wednesday, and I was set. What's the most? Imp- I, I mean, we've got a story to tell, but but isn't that the most important part of your story? It is to to pay attention. You find it yourself. You make a phone call, and within a few days, you're on the road to attack. Yes, you don't have to sit around and wait, and right. you love the people who are surrounding you. That's your team, right? right. That's so right. you put your team around you, and you love them, and. You know, you are blessed. Very blessed, yes. I saw that in your bio. You wrote down that you were blessed. I am. I love that people can say, I feel blessed after you've been diagnosed with cancer. How crazy is that? It is crazy. It it is so crazy because... You know, for me, and I say this sometimes to Dr. Hilton, I say, I think sometimes I was dumb because Mm. I never thought this would kill me. I did not read it online. (laughs) I would not read it online. I trusted her enough to say, I'm not going to look up everybody else's negative story. Well, this is my cancer. That's their cancer. Mm, And I just, I knew it could kill me, but I never felt like it was going to. Mm -hmm. I felt like I just put it in God's hands Mm -hmm. and I really felt blessed. Good. Yeah. And that's, and it gave me great peace, you know, to make those decisions to go really hard, really quickly. You're wild. You're amazing. So it took me a long time to get to that point, but I can't, you know, I, I thought cancer kills people. I'm going to die. And then my doctors picked me up off the floor and said, no, you're not going to die. We're going to get you through this. So don't think about that yet. And I was like, well, if God wants to take me, I guess I have to be okay with that because he's in charge. Charge and yeah. it was like no, not yet. And then I came to the peace, and I talked to my doctors, you know, and my AGH people were fabulous and and got me through it. And like, don't even think about that stuff. Right. Like, okay, but Doctor Google, a lot of people like that. No, it, it, there's so many different opinions out there. So good for you. Yes. And that's the first thing I tell everyone. Don't look it up. Because if you right. look it up, people never go out there and blog and say, this is great. I had the best research. <laughs> they always go out there and say, you won't believe what happened. Yeah. And you know, this is Aww. the worst thing. So yeah. I try to say, mm-hmm. don't do that because you're going to find negative that you don't want in your head. You don't want that in your mindset. What was the hardest part about chemo? I didn't struggle with chemo very much. I, I thought you might say that. I honestly... 
honestly did not struggle with chemo. All I right. didn't so get you did the sick. AC, right? I did it dose dense formula. Dr. Hilton Which said it, well, you got to explain next. People don't know. Okay, so dose dense is when you're doing the AC every two weeks. Yes. Versus every three, and, and she it's a said, smaller amount. So the so the once every three weeks is a huge amount. It takes three weeks to recover to be able to get it right. again. You had a little smaller amount in every two weeks. And that is something that I was hearing about actually through AGH patients, uh, AHN patients, when I've been talking to them in the past year, I'm like, two weeks, two weeks, what's going on with that? And they said they responded better to chemo. They were doing better with right. it, not as many you know, difficult side effects. And th- I, talked to my, I talked to Dr. Malay about it, who's my gal, mm-hmm. and she said, we're finding that if we do it every two weeks instead, it doesn't give it a chance to start to think about coming back, especially for triple negative, which is the fast mm-hmm. growing. So they're just hit, 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 instead of one big boom. Right. So that is wonderful news. In a lot of ways, your chemo is a little bit easier. So I didn't have a real hard time with chemo. I would say that the worst thing that happened to me with chemo, mm-hmm. when we got to the um, Taxol, which was after the first four AC, mm-hmm. yeah. I found out I was BRCA positive. In between. So that's a, that's your genetic testing. So you right. found out through the genetic blood test that you have the, the breast the cancer breast gene. The breast cancer gene. Yeah. So Dr. Hilton said, well, we have, we can target gene therapy now mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. know that if we add carboplatin to this mix, that it kills triple negative BRCA1s, yeah. you know, a little bit better. Now, before Good news. I did it. You know, and good news. Give me that chemo. I love it. Give me the extra chemo, right? Well, when they mixed the two platins, she wanted me to do six. I did do five. She Mm -hmm. told me nobody had ever gotten through two or three. So she was like really (laughs) proud of me. And I said, well, I had to stop because I started getting numbness in my toes. Mm, Neuropathy. Not not my hands or my fingers Mm, or anything, but it was starting in my toes. You ever get a frozen bag of peas and roll your feet in it? Yeah. There you go. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. really the big thing that I had at the very end you of my taxol. You hair, didn't you? Yes. But, you know, and I had really long, really, really thick blonde hair. Yeah. And I cut you've it. you've got brown hair now. I've got brown hair now. What happened? <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's an interesting story. <laughs> I know. It's a new you. It is. Yeah. And, you know, I'm okay with that. And yeah. I was yeah. okay to lose my hair. I didn't wear a wig very often. I think yeah. I wore it maybe three times. My mom passed away during my chemo. She lived with me for 21 years. Oh, my gosh. Stress. And um, she couldn't handle that. Yeah. And yeah. she passed away in February in the middle of all my chemo and it's tough it was just that was probably the worst thing mm-hmm. that happened to me during my cancer was my mom died because sometimes people will say to me losing my hair is the most difficult part you know because it changes how you look on the outside and you can't you know feel normal when you go out into public and so they want to be able to to put that yeah. self back into who we are right yeah so well good for it you it didn't bother me but it did bother my mom and like yeah, you said sure. like that's how she looked at me and she thought oh you're sick Yep. Yeah. So you don't want to be that, you don't want to have that reminder. All right. So, so you go through that. And so because, so you were stage two, a slight stage two. A 2A, yes, because it was just, it it was the size. So once it hits two centimeters, they stage it. Right. Right. And I was looking back at my old reports and it was right around two. And Mm -hmm. then it 
by the time it was 18 days, it grew to like 2.9 almost, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, from yeah. a different measurement. So it grew a little bit in there mm-hmm. yeah. in those days waiting. Yeah. But then I always say, you know, the, the chemo is like you have to reframe it instead of, the, you know, you're putting all this dangerous stuff in your You are melting away like the Wicked Witch you know, in The Wizard of Oz, you're throwing water on it and it's melting away. That's what's happening to right. your tumor with your chemo. It's it's taking it out and it's going, help me. And so, ha-ha, well, we, and that's, we're killing that. That's why we did it every two weeks too, Dr. Yeah. Hilton. And I said to Keep her, I'd like it. to have it out. And she said, you don't want to have it out first. You yeah. want to melt it. She said, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. She said, obviously, she said, it's an amazing feeling when you can feel it going away. Mm-hmm. And we know that that is working. Exactly. And if we so do you know it this you're doing way, the right thing. you can get a complete path response. If you get that, we know it killed every cell in there. Mm-hmm. If we do it opposite, mm-hmm. we would still treat you with chemo, you but know. you don't know. You don't know how much is enough. And yeah. So I felt it melt away, like you said. And by the second AC treatment, it was Mm -hmm. almost completely gone. It's awesome. And And I said, do I still have to do the rest? (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. know. It's like, yeah, it's like not just chocolate on top of the ice cream, but also the nuts and the whipped cream. So you got to do the whole thing. And so so you get through your chemo and then they do the surgery and you say, you know, because you have the genetic test and it's positive, there is that higher risk. Mm -hmm. Uh, for a problem. So you say, don't just take out the lump. You've got to do the bilateral mastectomy. Right. Yeah. And I'm I'm only 46. I didn't have a big problem with that. I want to still be able to wear a bathing suit and not feel uncomfortable, right? Well, actually, no. I was actually not going to get reconstruction. Mm. I was thinking about not doing reconstruction. Okay. But I talked to my plastic surgeon a couple times, and he said to me, you know, we don't push it. It's up to you what makes you feel good. Right. Then I said to him, would it benefit me? And he said, well, it goes behind the tissue that's mm-hmm. left. If it would come back, it would be at the surface. Mm-hmm. And I said, I think I'm going to do it then. Right. You know, it it's, wasn't just for looks. It was more right. for the fact that I wanted that cancer. If Pushed it out. would come out, that I would know it. Well, the thing that, that I find is that if you get out of the shower and look at yourself in the mirror and you have mm-hmm. those scars, it's it's a constant reminder yeah. again. And so I that's why I feel... If you're okay with that, yeah, that's okay. But but it is a reminder that you have those mm-hmm. scars the rest of your life if you don't have the reconstruction. So it's something to definitely consider, and you can have it done at any time. Right. So you did reconstruction, which is yes. great, and here you are. Yeah. And then that was in May 17th, mm-hmm. and then August 30th, I opted to have the complete hysterectomy. Because like, of the um, gene. Yeah. Everything. So. It, 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 that increases the genetic testing done increases your chance up to 40% of having ovarian cancer if you're BRCA right. positive. Yes. So you get rid of the ovaries, right? Right. Instead of sitting around living with it saying, well, I've got these ovaries, then I've got a 40% chance. No, no. Get rid of them. Right. Yeah. So good for you. Yeah. And so with triple negative, they say the chance of coming back is because it's fast growing, three to five years. Mm-hmm. So how many more do we have? So on October 5th, I will be in my second year. Yeah. I'll have two years down. So, so, yeah, so we're on the way. You're, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How does your daughter feel about all this? Nervous, I guess, a little bit. Cause um, because of the genetic of the genetics. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, she's been very supportive. And this has actually made her interested in oncology. Nice. So she shadowed Dr. Hilton. She's mm-hmm. been working at AGH for two years now. So this cancer that you had changes not only your life and your perspective right. and your blessed... Mm-hmm. And you're doing better. Yes. And by the way, your breasts are never going to sag. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you got two great brass. I'm just saying. All right, but you know, but but also now your daughter is going into something that she finds really rewarding and important to her on a personal level, and she's going to affect other people's lives. Yes. Look at what you've done. Yes. Isn't that fabulous? I yes. I mean, and that's why you know sometimes, and I know this sounds silly, but to say I thank God sometimes for. Even those negatives, like having the cancer, because it brought so many different things into my life. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the healing. Mm -hmm. But I'm thankful for the experience as well. Right. So like me, I can say cancer is the worst and the best thing that happened to me. It is the worst and the best because of those bad times. You can you can soar. And so your platform, which is very shaky, gets built on. And that's what you stand up on to be over it. Yes. So what else you want to say? Well, from that, we've started a support group. Um, yeah. I started it with a good friend of mine. He passed away. He had a different mm-hmm. type of cancer. Okay. But him and I together, we just wanted to help other people. Awesome. And we realized the caregivers, mm-hmm. how much effort and how hard it is on the stress. caregivers. A lot of stress. So we included mm-hmm. caregivers. We included mm-hmm. survivors, mm-hmm. patients that are going through it. Mm-hmm. And now we've branched out. Mm-hmm. And I have this support group, and I have it twice a month. Nice. We started a prayer service before one of them for people that are interested in attending. Certainly not linked to it. You know, you're welcome to do one, both, either. But it's an option. Sure, it's just absolutely. something, and Perfect. I've signed up. Thankful, mm-hmm. I would have never done this. I've signed up through American mm-hmm. Cancer Society mm-hmm. for Road to Recovery, Reach yep. to Recovery, mm-hmm. and I actually do visit people. Mm-hmm. You know, from our support, I'll get phone calls. Nice. You know, can you come and see me? I can't make it to the group. Oh gosh, but I really need someone. Yeah, and you know, it's a blessing. Yeah, yeah it really it's nice. is. And I've met the nicest people. So, how do people find you? Well, I'm online. You can always email me. I throw my phone number out there for text messages, people that don't want to, so I can say it. Yeah. So, but I mean, if somebody wanted to come to your support group and they oh, live in yes. the Prospect area, what church right. is that? At? So, they so can we look are at St. Christopher at the Lake up mm-hmm. in Prospect. It's mm-hmm. on 229 North Franklin Street. Okay. And we're Tuesdays and Thursdays. I do mm-hmm. a morning session on mm-hmm. Thursday and an evening on a Tuesday. Awesome. And it's the third Tuesday of the month. We get the most people for the evening. It starts at 6.30. Do you think that the people at AHN Allegheny Health are angels? I do. (laughs) (laughs) I do. And I just love Dr. Hilton. When I celebrated my one year, I texted her and I said, it is one year today thanks to you. And she called you on weekends. On weekends from Texas. I mean, anywhere. She would call and say, are you okay? Yeah. I mean, she is amazing. She gives you her cell phone. She is amazing. Nice. Thank you for coming in, Mary Jo. Thank you. And um, it's so inspiring and great to listen to you and to hear how someone can go through such a difficult time, you know, like like a lot of us have. Yes. And come out with something really positive and change your life, reframe who you are, and and do something great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Congratulations. Thank you. That's Mary Jo Chapel, breast cancer survivor and my guest on I Had Cancer podcast. Make sure you check back next week for another inspiring story on I Had Cancer. Check out all of our inspiring survivor stories on the iHeartRadio app or at ahn.org slash I Had Cancer. If you'd like to be a guest on a future I Had Cancer podcast, send an email to I Had Cancer at HighmarkHealth.org with your name and phone number. 
The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the participants and do not reflect the views or opinions of AHN, its subsidiaries or affiliates. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. Please consult your health care provider with any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition.